Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You are very welcome back to the Mind Poppers podcast. Today we have something different because today in the Mind Poppers basement, I am not alone. Someone else lurks in the shadows. Um, Today's guest is Carla Kay. You may know her from Instagram as Carla Kay Artistry. You may also know her as the co-owner and co-host of the Unpopular Opinion podcast, a podcast of which I am a fan of and have been on twice. Today, me and Carla talk about something that I thought was very interesting to me. I came across this article, right? It was a thought piece on whether or not makeup was anti-feminist. Now, you don't have to have any interest in makeup to get down what, what we're on about today. Um, it's very interesting. It's very human. It's very funny, obviously. Um, and you're going to hear from her now, our first guest on the Mind Poppers podcast, Carla Kay. You are very welcome into the Mind Poppers cult. Here we go. We are recording uh, the first ever guest on the podcast, Carla Kay. Among many things, you are a makeup artist, a mm-hmm. podcast host, um, mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. An, entrepre- <laughs> a, an entrepreneur, baby. <laughs> She's a businesswoman. <laughs> <laughs> she has a briefcase. Um, the interesting thing that you were just telling me there before we started recording was the whole LA thing like will you mm-hmm. tell me what that was like because LA for me like I I even have the like above my mirror right now I have um like a driver's sign do you know like a what you call it on the back of a car reg mm-hmm. like a car reg I like reg yeah yeah that says Beverly Hills <laughs> oh you are just classic homosexual aren't you <laughs> Just in case the lads didn't know, I'll just put a fucking Beverly Hills title. Welcome to the Golden State. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was a gift for me. It was a gift to me from a friend, and we both love um, the Housewives franchise. But do tell me, anyway, aside from that read, um, what was that like? Because LA is like the land, or like Land Del Rey calls it Paradise Lost, you Mm. know? Like, is it everything that you want it to be? Yes and no. So I was young, 20, uh-huh. 20, 21, that kind of, era, 21 to 23, like that kind of era. And um, the thing is with LA, you go over and you're like, the American dream, everything's incredible, it's big, it's whatever, and it's LA and everything, like the weather is fucking immaculate, you know, the people over there are immaculate, everything's mm-hmm. fantastic. But then there is this like, 
you it's so weird because I actually went back with um with my boyfriend I went back in like 2016 and we did a road trip around and I like brought him to all my places like all the places that I used to go and he was like I love it here but I couldn't do more than a year and I was like yeah and he was like there is just like an air of loneliness and I was like yeah it's a real um, poetic tragedy of it exactly it's a real fucking superficial place to be and you can taste it in that kind of way like you will do well if you're attractive young all those other Mm -hmm. kind of things but like you really have to make an effort i mean not only that like being young and trying to fucking like get an apartment and all that other kind of shit like that was like we ended up getting a one bed living on fucking air mattresses you know (laughs) three of us rammed into a room the way that it is (laughs) but we also like somehow scored this fucking it was so outrageous we somehow got this apartment complex that had like a pool and a jacuzzi (laughs) oh okay well that is something and we were just so poor as uh, so we used to like eat McDonald's most nights. And it's it's so funny looking back because it's like every time I go there, you just want to stay there because it really is. It's like a fantasy land. It's not it's it's so different to anywhere else. I don't personally. My dad's from New York um, and I don't write New York. Oh, so do I'm you have very um, much? Do you have like dual citizenship? No, thanks to my mother. But would you be, do you think there's a route you can go down with your dad to get that? Yeah, like, see, so my mum didn't want us getting passports when we were younger because she was afraid the minute that we'd turn 18, we would have ran off to live in the States. Mm-hmm. I can um, understand that. Yeah, um, fucking raging. Then 9-11 happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that must have been so hard for you. Fucking raging, because then I had to pay for a fucking visa, bitch. <laughs> 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 You didn't it think truly, of that, was, did you? truly was the people's tragedy. Yeah, really, <laughs> truly was. Little um, bitch. <laughs> but you know what? It does. There's something like magnetic about the whole LA thing to me. But is it true when you go over there? Like you said, it's like notorious for this, like, I guess, like superficial like mm-hmm. thing. Like, is it true? Because you hear like celebrities on Ellen, like talk about it. Like, not that I have much pity for celebrities that are on Ellen. But, <laughs> that are on Ellen. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they always say it's like, oh, when, when they go to like LA, it's like before they went to LA, they felt like they were an eight. And then like in LA, they're in LA four. Yes. So that I is hate like, that. You see, I can't. I I would not be able to take that knockdown. I could not go down four levels. <laughs> We'd be the, going like, into how like minus. I felt. <laughs> I'm still brunette back then. Hello. <laughs> I hadn't even explored the blonde yet. For fuck's sake. My God. <laughs> Definitely somewhere um, that I want to go, though. Absolutely, a hundred percent. I want to go there. Look you know it's the first and it was funny because I was like the first holiday that I want to take getting out of lockdown I want to go back to LA because it's so overpopulated and there's so much shit going on so I was like it's just it's that or Vegas for me probably both but I'm like I just want that kind of like rammed together like so many people breathing down my neck mm-hmm, that kind mm-hmm. of vibe that's what I'm I get for. that yeah the only places I've been in <clears throat> the states was Miami um <clears throat> I sp- yeah I spent um Spent my summer in Miami last year. Um, well, I mean, a week, but it just sounds better. We're like, I holidayed. <laughs> I holidayed in Miami last year. <laughs> well, basically, my friend works um, as an air host with Aer Lingus. So he gets like whatever they're called, like Cara passes, Bud- you know? Buddy pass. So, yeah. Exactly. So all we had to pay was like, I'm not sure, like a tax or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we had like return flights to Miami. 
um for like 190 euro and first class as well oh. like it was <laughs> i was living you know i was like i knew that like going over first class before i even reached miami it was like if that plane goes down i'm like i'm okay because i've reached the i feel like i've reached nirvana you know sitting down right <laughs> here um <clears throat> but in miami I was expecting to see, and we were kind of like, we weren't really Miami City. We were like South Beach or South Beach and um, what's that drive, Ocean Drive and all that, like mm-hmm. the real Art Deco district, which was so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot of like, which I anticipated and like I like had really like exercised and starved myself before going, you know. But it wasn't like full brim to brim of beautiful people, you know, where we were. Like I found that I actually was maybe a little beautiful in in Miami. Ooh, yeah, I feel like Miami could have you know even maybe bumped me up too. Like everyone okay. wanted some of this white boy, you know. So you were like a Miami four, <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> cool. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> no, but um, it was it was incredible. Like the the, the porter, the hotel por- porter. I could tell, and this isn't just like my imagination or my vanity. Wanted to fuck me, um, mm-hmm. and it just did really good things for me. And I went over with all these outfits. Like I had like one outfit now. It's on my gram, um, but it was like kind of like a Sistine Chapel print, like matching <laughs> matching like <laughs> shirt and, and and shorts and it looked it, it looked incredible like I won't front um I went over to the states with this like anticipation of like it's like just this like cumulate or cumulation that's the word of like beautiful people and like the artists and the free spirit and it was everything that I it, that I wanted it to be that was my experience with the states but <laughs> I guess the reason that I chose or asked, requested for you to be the first guest is because there's this question, right, about makeup, which you have some experience in. Um, It's something that I've always kind of thought about, especially when I'm stoned, um, but I never felt like I had the tools to fully explore the question Mm -hmm. because one, I am not a woman, and I think that plays a big part in what I want to talk about, and two, I'm not a makeup user, so again, I really have very little, you know, to, to put in in my, in my own formulation of an opinion. So I came across this article, right? Um, and the girl's name is Julie Bindle. Get into that. Um, it was in The Independent last year. And basically she wrote kind of like a thought piece on saying that makeup was anti-feminist, essentially. Um, and like I, I read through the article and I was like a lot of the things I was kind of vibing with I like I really understood it um, so I'm looking forward to seeing when you have to think about that also a burning question that I have for you was this whole thing of like I, I when I introduce you it's like you know among many things you're a makeup artist and you know a plateau of others as we have come to realize but there's something like the word mua to me it's like it feels like a new slur mm, yeah it's like the influencer word isn't it mm-hmm. and it has a real negative kind of t- it's like you bastard you maggot you cheap lousy mua or something you know I'm like, <laughs> <out of> the <laughs> <song>. <laughs> um, and it just it's just something about that word that that makes me cringe because i feel like obviously you have been doing this for a long time and you're very talented at it 
um from what i can see again i'm not that experienced you you know you know how to beat a mug as they say like for sure um but the whole this whole movement of the the rise of the mua like do you feel like as someone who's been in this industry i guess for longer than most you know people who are within our age group who are doing makeup like do you think first of all you saw this like massive dilution of like this market but it's kind of like everyone now who picks up a makeup brush you know calls themselves a mua but you know like just because you pick up a paintbrush doesn't mean you're fucking picasso you know <laughs> like is any of that resonating with you as someone who has been in it for a while yeah like i mean i think you know it went from being kind of like quite an undersaturated market in ireland to being like the most oversaturated market like from around like 2012 would be early i qualified in 2009 so um like back then it was still quite it was really fucking difficult to get a job in mac to get a job in any of the big places mm -hmm. it was it was really really difficult i ended up going like my mum was the person who put me into makeup she was like you're actually quite good at this so i wanted to do a course so i did my course at the same time as i did my leaving cert um, and she was like, I just think it's going to be a great thing for you. I think like, you know, it's going to be great. All that other kind of stuff. And I was just like, it's not a real job. <laughs> I was like, it's not a real yeah. job. Job. It's not a real job. Don't care. It's not a real job. Um, fucking regret that. Regret that. If I had just <laughs> applied myself back in fucking 2009 we would be somewhere else. We would not be sitting in Ireland, honey. We would be. We'd be with we'd that be in LA every hill. We'd be yeah. in LA. <laughs> fucking fillers everywhere we would be there honey <laughs> and i find um and i, find, I actually do find it comical because a lot of just on the on the topic of that alone even like i see a lot of the times that um irish influencers go to la and they're like it's my dream to move here and i'm like oh you're holiday you're on holiday you're on holiday <laughs> you know <laughs> you don't go to fucking bali and be like, OMG, I just want to move and live here. And to be honest, it'd probably be a better idea to move to Bali than it would be to LA. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the struggle's not real. Because <laughs> you're, you're not after, you're not necessarily after LA, which yes, beautiful weather, beaches, mm -hmm. what have you, but you're after this ideology that LA yeah. like emulates. Do you know? Yeah. This 1% yeah. this lifestyle, I guess. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's, that's what it, it crack. Every time I see people, they like go to LA once and they're like, I've just guys big announcement um I've decided that I definitely want to live and um move to LA don't know yet when I'm going to do it but it's coming up it's, <laughs> it's in, in the, the works. works it's, in the, it's works. in the works um I've thought it uh therefore it it can be you know With the uh, old manifestation you know, I am, you know, a big fish in Ireland, which means I'm going to be like half a fish over there. Not even a fucking egg, not even a caviar egg. And <laughs> like, I have now decided that I'm just going to, I don't know, fucking go to LA. Like, I, 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 it's bizarre to me. But then again, I do also sometimes have to step back and be like, but you lived there and you understand how difficult it is to live in a different country and to mm -hmm. do all that kind of stuff and mm -hmm. try and actually build yourself from something else. But um, with the whole makeup thing, it just like, it just became really popular, except what I noticed with a lot of people that were getting qualified is that, you know, everybody, when I went into makeup, all I wanted to do was to be in Mac. All I wanted to do was to be on a counter. 
like I was like oh my god that would be so cool that'd be savage and then mm-hmm. I didn't end up doing that in the end um because they didn't hire uh, me and <laughs> <laughs> they didn't actually hire me no the only place yeah, I actually the only place I ever put my CV into was Mac randomly one day in Blanchardstown Centre I remember just put my CV in and then just never thinking anything of it again and like never ever applying for another makeup job I just decided that was that (laughs) (laughs) and I respect that completely but obviously didn't another path open up for you into that world anyway yeah so like I I do get it and I, I think that back then that was the thing you wanted to work for Mac or you wanted to work in you know Makeup Forever was huge and you know these counters in town and at that point you know like there was nowhere else to buy makeup internet hadn't really exploded and then once makeup started really gaining traction and beauty blogging really gained traction around 2012 to around 2014 that's when it really like established itself that's when everyone decided that they wanted to do makeup and they wanted to work in makeup and that was like the turning point the mua the mua yeah to create the rise of the mua <clears throat> yeah but it's just something that i can't reconcile with that word mua i don't know what it is again i said it feels like a slur to me but mm-hmm. again i mean like what are you supposed to call yourself now like i captioned this chat carla kardashian glam gigolo <laughs> you know because <laughs> be a... <laughs> i am because yeah, i'm a glam gigolo that's just <laughs> Yeah. Not, I'm not even entirely sure a gigolo is. I only know it from the movies. I think it's a male prostitute. Yeah, I, I think it is. Yeah. I or say some it's sort a... of male sex worker, which I'm into. But mm-hmm. anyway, this article, right? One um, quote that stuck out to me um, that Bindle wrote was, women who wear makeup, oh, sorry, no, wrong statistic. They said the phrase putting on your face, I already have a face. Like, yeah. it feels very kind of like, I don't know, makeup to me. And I under, I do appreciate that there's this whole uh, massive side of it being an art form, absolutely. But then again, I think about the times, right, when even who I have friends who are girls and they like, be like, oh, I can't go out. I, you know, I haven't my face on or you know like even people like not wanting like the guys they're interested in to see them without makeup I just Mm. feel like a very there definitely seems to me like a very toxic part of not necessarily to makeup but I guess the society influences Mm -hmm. like what do you feel as like someone who's in that world and who obviously you know is a big makeup user and advocate or whatever like how do you reconcile the two I guess is why I'm asking see it's such a like when you because I've I've read the Junie Bendel um article I, I read it when it came out and then I briefly scanned over it tonight in preparation for this uh, my research but, <laughs> we thank you <laughs> thank you for pulling out the finger <laughs> what i the thing is right and you kind of has to go down to the bones of it they're like women will make decisions for themselves no matter what like they'll do whatever same with guys with haircuts anything along those lines whatever it is to make you feel a little bit better so i don't like i think it's it's silly to me because i've never felt that pressure to Mm -hmm. like you know after sleeping with someone be like fuck 
I'm going to have to like try and touch myself up. I've no makeup on me, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. I mean, the only makeup I've ever carried in my bag after doing like a full face on a night out is lipstick because it wears off. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm not a person who'd be like, gonna bring up my backup foundation my concealer the whole shebang like my powder touch it up throughout the night couldn't give a fuck at that point mm-hmm. but that's just how lazy i am you know i'm just i'm not that committed i'm committed but i'm not that committed to the to the thing and i feel like with that article i look i can understand and like her big thing was burning your bras is like so 1960s burning your makeup bag should be what the new thing mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of that, a lot of, (laughs) I mean this in the nicest way possible, but like a lot of people who have like aggressive opinions on women wearing makeup are people that have never made it look good on themselves. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Or never subscribed to the belief. And there is that kind of like undercurrent of not jealousy, like but a resentment, like, maybe resentment built into people because you know makeup's hard. Like it, it can be hard to kind of figure out what's good for you. And to, like I even find it funny to this day. I do a lot of um, a lot of uh, tutoring. I do a lot of like one-on-one makeup lessons and stuff like that. And it's funny seeing the amount of products that people have bought and they've no fucking clue how to use it. And they buy it and they think this is going to be it. This is this is what's going to fix me. This is what's going to make my lashes look amazing. And then it doesn't happen. And they're like, well, fuck that noise. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that phrase. Fuck that noise. <laughs> fuck that noise. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it can be like a really, really negative cycle because you just continue to kind of go around and around. And I feel like in that article, I I understand I don't agree with anything that she's saying um I agree with like you know her facts her statistics all that other kind of stuff I don't agree with her opinions but that's why it's an opinion piece I just think that we've kind of gotten to the place now where women are intelligent you know single-minded kind of like multifaceted creatures mm-hmm. we are not this like prop up of society so I find it such a kind of like derogatory opinion almost to kind of turn around and be like makeup's really anti-feminist and I'm like but that's just that's just not true like I know for a fact I couldn't give a flying fuck what any lad like thinks of my makeup or my makeup style or if I'm wearing too much which you know they love to tell you or I'm Mm. not wearing enough which again you know people love to say to you and I think it's like I was reading this other article and it was hilarious because it was like, if you wear too much makeup in business, you can be seen to be like, people don't want to relate to you. You can be, you mm-hmm. can be seen I read that. Makeup. I read that. Yeah. Classified as like a product. And I found that really interesting. And then in the second line, it's like, but then on the flip side of this, don't take it too seriously because there was other studies done saying that the right amount of makeup can actually make you look more assertive. Yeah, but- the professional like, <laughs> makeup look is what they called it or something. Like, what the fuck is the professional makeup look? Do you know what I mean? Like, what is that? And I think, right, the thing for me was, again, you know, I don't have a strong opinion on this because, again, it's, it's like, not part of my world, but it's, like, a curiosity of mine, you know, um, these deep night, late stoner thoughts, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but what did... Well... 
When are you not stoned? Just... Not currently, because I ran out. So I'm kind of like, oh. that's why I'm drinking the Corona out of the gin glass right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to fake it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, the thing, is. right, for me was, I don't think, or at least whatever, I don't believe that makeup in any way is um, anti-feminist, whatever that means. But I think it's what kind of strikes me more is the different, again, societal pressures surrounding it mm-hmm. is that what like gives me either concern or kind of like makes me think like in your in your one um, Bindle's article there she had those polls and she said which made me feel this like made me feel sad she said that 15% of women will apply makeup before their partner wakes up mm-hmm. you know that made me feel sad and it's something that I could relate to as well because I, I'm someone in in the mornings who god looks really really terrible like mm-hmm. I, I look like a crackhead in the mornings. I, I'm not saying that's what women look like or whatever. I'm just mean personally. I can understand the the whole thing of like wanting to get up and like have a shower and look fresh before I wake up next to somebody. But like it really did upset me that it was like, God, fifteen percent of women. I mean, again, or whatever, whoever was polled, we don't really know in in this um, independent article, but like would feel some type of way that they need to put something on before their partner like wakes up and sees them like to me that was like that like I felt bad yeah and I think like <laughs> again you know when you're like reading those things I'm like hmm sounds like a personal problem but you know <laughs> 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 but I do I totally get it but like if that when it comes down to it right if male validation is mm-hmm. and validation for looking good is something that makes you happy then go at it girl like do whatever the fuck you want like if you think that these are things that are 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 necessary and that there's a pressure put on by other women and there is because let's not lie a lot of this stuff isn't like a male and female issue this is like female expectation pushing a female agenda Mm -hmm, like as i've said before i really really doubt that most guys would give a flying fuck if the girl they're getting head from is wearing mascara or not, you know what I mean? I just don't think that's something. I mean, they're looking down being like, bitch, your eyelashes are bare, you know? I don't yeah, I'm like, oh my that. God, that eyeliner is on fleek. Oh my God, <laughs> symmetry. Sorry, can I just stop you for a second? The symmetry. Yeah. Oh. You get up early to do those flicks. Oh, girl. <laughs> she anyway, said, she on. said, right, I was going She said that, 41% um, of women polled saying that they feel too self-conscious to go out without it. Mm. Like, and again, that's to me, I'm like, oh my God, that feels like just such a negative impact, feeling like your own face, and, and this isn't something that's just limited to, to women, you know, this is across the board, but feeling that type of way that you can't even leave the house without putting something on your face. Like I completely understand it. Absolutely. I mean, all these fucking massive pressures that, that we face and especially that women face, I, I completely understand how, how people's brains are wired that way. But again, it, it makes me feel really shit that there are people out there who, you know, feel like they need something to actually go out that the face that they were fucking born with, they would be embarrassed to go outside with. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I feel like with that though as well it's it's like the reason why you feel bad about that is because you probably never experienced it you know in a way that like you don't have a routine of Mm -hmm. putting on your makeup and putting on your face but these things they do become routines and you know how bad it is to break a routine so when you're asking somebody if they feel you know it's like putting on a certain amount of clothing whatever else that you've built like i know for a fact a lot of women wouldn't go anywhere without a bra when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns it's same kind of situation it's a routine that's built into your head you know it's this kind of these things that you do for yourself but again it does kind of bear down to what you do for yourself to make your you feel a little bit better and when it comes to kind of like the pressures and there there's there's a fucking ton of them just being Mm -hmm. alive just actually existing as a woman is a pressure in itself absolutely so I don't feel like when I see those kind of polls I don't feel like they're fair because I don't feel like they're kind of explaining what they're going to be used for in that kind of way. And I feel like that article, those polls were there to push her agenda. And oh, her agenda 1, was, yeah. And her agenda was this whole like makeup is anti-feminist. Is it, it like, it's a, you know, whatever it's a pulse piece. It was made to kind of get people up and open arms, but that's how you fucking sell online newspapers or online articles. And that's how you get your marketing nowadays. You know, I think that if you that's actually, so true. yeah, if you had a, a, an intelligent conversation and actually broke it down, because I know for a fact myself, like personally, I wouldn't go to work without any makeup on. If I ended up in work with no makeup on, would it be the end of the world? No. Would I be slightly a little bit more self-conscious? Maybe for the first 10 minutes, but that's just a standard that I have for myself and it's for me. And I know I like to like, I like to, you know, put a little bit of rouge on. I like to even out my skin tone, all those kind of things. And not because society has told me even skin tone is where it's at. Because personally, I just feel a lot more put together. It's like getting up and having a shower. I feel better after it, you know, putting on deodorant, waxing. Shaving. Yeah, there's something like sacred about it mm. in terms of routine and stuff. Yeah. Like, I totally get that. I do. Um, you know, I think what just saddens me most of all, or brings me to some point of sadness, is the fact that things like this, and this is absolutely not exclusive to makeup, but when I get into that later, but that at at all as as a society at all, we feel the need to have to do anything, you know, in terms of any modification. Mm-hmm. Like that makes me feel like we've really failed as a race of people and have bought into, I guess, 
you know a superficial thing which is something that like we're all guilty of like i 100 percent am i'm just as bad as the next person but it does it, it like it, it brings me no joy um that that this is what we do mm-hmm. and i feel like revisiting that topic earlier about you know people that kind of write these pieces always have that kind of yeah, and it is something because you know most women again not all women but a, a lot of women will have tried some kind of form of makeup by the time they're 21 they'll have tried a mascara or their friends you know you know blusher they'll they'll have tried a little bit of lipstick even as a kid or something along those lines or found something in their mum's makeup bag you know a lot of women will have done that but and i i find i find it funny because when you know aesthetics and filler and all of that kind of stuff started you know having its moment kind of coming into trend and there was this massive backlash as well about people and even you know when it comes to talking about botox a lot of people don't want to admit that they've had botox because of the backlash that they'll get from people that don't understand it and that's like where it kind of boils down to and I even remember when fillers it's kind of like this competition level like I remember when fillers started coming out I was like that's not something I do to myself oh my god I fucking hate it oh my god it looks mm-hmm, cheap. Mm-hmm. ridiculous it looks whatever because I didn't understand it it was quite foreign to me but also I was like oh my god I'm I'm already behind again now this is going to be the new thing and this is something that I don't subscribe to so now I'm going to be even more behind the you know size six supermodels that are now getting filler for fuck's sake to look even better and that's gonna Uh be the new uh that's not something that i want to subscribe to so i'm going to become defensive about it whether as now i've grown up a bit and actually kind of realized my bias and realized like why i felt the way that i felt it becomes a lot i'm like yeah fucking do it like do it like i personally there's there's people that have gotten filler and i'm like that looks banging well done you you're after changing your fucking life congratulations and then there's other people and i'm like oh girl that was not it that was not it but here listen you tried it you did you tried it and um you think it's it but it's not um but that's fine because you feel <laughs> nothing of the sort <laughs> nothing of the sort it was nothing of the sort and i'm like <laughs> I'm like, and it was not fly, sexy or beautiful. But <laughs> Someone lied to her several times. <laughs> several times and told her, <laughs> told her that it was fly, sexy and beautiful. And it was nothing of the sort. But it, it's funny because it is it is those kind of things that I, I see people battle, like consistently struggle with this, you know, back and forth about how they feel about, you know, Botox and filler. And it, it was funny because I actually had to sit down with my boyfriend and explain to him the difference between Botox and filler. Because mm-hmm. it's like, don't why are you putting stuff into your face? I'm like, okay, so Botox doesn't that just freezes the muscle. The muscle's already there. That's not adding anything. Filler is actually where you put like hyaluronic or any mm-hmm. like anything along those lines to build something, which it again will break down over time. But it's like the, people having a fucking opinion of stuff that they don't even know, like they don't even understand. Like you'd never let a lad get away with that if they were talking about like a fucking sports car. Do you know? No, that's true. <laughs> Just... That is totally true. But you know what? I yeah. think as well, the interesting thing about like on this whole uh, cosmetic plastic surgeries, what have you, is that it's kind of like a natural progression of, I guess, human evolution. Because if if we look at like the science of it all, you know, the, it, the science is there that will say that we are kind of conditioned and programmed through genetics and our biology to value um, beautiful people more, you mm-hmm. know? Like there's something in our, hardwired into our brains 
that there's something about you know the facial symmetry and certain the way certain features are on the face that speaks to us on a level of we think this person is going to be you know suited as a better partner for mating it kind of goes back to like real primal instincts in us so i can understand i think it's unfortunate that those instincts within us i feel like have probably been taken advantage of in like a capitalist way you know um and i'm definitely not personally anti um filler anti-botox anti-surgery i'm not anti that you know again it's mm -hmm. like do i really give a fuck what people are doing with their lives no but then again i do come back to this sadness i guess that anyone feels the need to 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 modify their body in any way because i feel like in like we'll say like quote unquote a utopian society everyone you know walks out the womb and they're happy with who they are. I, I understand that is not the reality of the situation. And, and that is something, because I have this like juxtaposition of thinking that something is probably wrong. And like this whole, in terms of body modification, I, I apparently do think that it's absolutely wrong. And I think that it's, you know, it feeds into something very toxic about human nature. Then on the other hand, I'm like, okay, like I want that. Uh, you know, this promise of beauty and all that, that is something that I also want, you know? And like, I'm definitely not opposed to it. Like in the last couple of months, I've been heavily uh, considering, first of all, um, this whole movement, especially in men of getting filler in the jaw. Mm. I was like, can you imagine this face with, with, with a nice defined jaw? You know, like that is something that people should see, first of all. I, something else that I've considered was getting Botox on my mm -hmm. forehead mm -hmm. um, because I feel like I have more pronounced lines because when I was in secondary school, okay, get ready for some trauma. Um, okay. <laughs> trauma. Teen trauma is thrive on it. I thrive on it, honestly. <laughs> Me too. Breakfast, lunch, and fucking dinner. <laughs> Give it <to> me. <laughs> But I remember being in secondary school and I guess this was kind of younger on, I'd say probably pre like fourth year transition year. And I remember I had a friend that would always make comments right on my eyes, <clears throat> my eye shape um, and said that I was like very squinty and like oh. often called me. This was just him. It wasn't like I was getting like mercilessly bullied by the school. Um <clears throat> But it was you, I, what was used against me was like the, the Chinese slur, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And it really made me, I mean, now I'm like, okay, I like my eyes are like perfectly normal. I understand that now. I don't really hold any kind of self-consciousness around that anymore. But at the time, I remember thinking, oh my God, there must be like something wrong with my eyes. They must be like abnormally more squinty than everyone else around me. Um, and I kind of had long hair. Um, so I, I had bangs. I, I kind of had hair like um, Velma from Scooby-Doo when I was around that oh. age. <clears throat> stunning. Stunning. So like this impacted me on such a level, I guess, that I was actually would sit there like in class, whatever. And I'd actually force my eyes open even more. And you couldn't really see that I was doing that because, like I said, I had the bangs. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't really see like the strain on the yeah. forehead, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, looking back now, I'm like, oh, you poor soul, like sitting there for like nine hours a day, like trying to force. Like fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. And and everyone started commenting, being like, 
like they passed me or whatever and they'd be like you look like you're in like an eternal state of shock I had like yeah. <laughs> the eyes like popping out of my skull like like you know like it was like that and like looking back now I, I see how stupid that is but I now blame that trauma on me having premature forehead lines so now through that you know trauma now i'm free pushed towards this body modification of should i just get the botox you know mm-hmm. so see i i don't know like what i question in myself is i don't know if your you know response to trauma is getting body modification i don't know how healthy that is like i don't like the fact that i'm depending on this external source to bring peace within my spirit you know Look, I think it's shit to kind of, I think that is one of the, the worst things. It's shit to be like, that's something that I don't have and I'll never have. And it's very hard to kind of mm-hmm. be like, I was born this way and I wasn't born looking the way that in my head at the moment, because again, please, like, and this is something that I, you know, people need to remember, you know, makeup's trend led, trend based. Even the makeup that I'm wearing right now will be gone in ten years. It was, it wasn't even in two years ago. Which get me in like the the way that I've changed myself, and that's that's all trend. So it, it can be tough to kind of realize when you're when you're going through it, and, and it's really disappointing. And it's actually probably one of the like the toughest parts in life is that like if you look a certain way, and especially for a guy, and that's another thing that we can talk about when it comes to makeup. But like if you're a guy and you look a certain way, there's kind of no real way out of that you can get a good haircut you can get a tan and it does a lot for you it does a lot for you so i will say that some facial hair but like you know makeup isn't that it's not accepted that much in a straight male community oh no not Uh, at all you know and it's not even accepted that much in a in a gay (laughs) male community no exactly there's obviously this like movement against very femme guys very femme guys yeah and i think that that is, you know, it kind of boils down to preference again, doesn't it? Where you're a bit like, oh God. And I can even see it myself from, you know, again, like just, you know, if Tom had a spot or something. And I remember one time he had the biggest fucking spot and it was red and it just wouldn't go anywhere, you know, like, and I was like, oh man, like that shit. And he was like, would I put a bit of concealer on it? But it was like this proper process in his head where he was like, am I actually committing to putting on a bit of concealer on the spot? And I was like, you will feel so much more confident if you do it but again if you want to do it do it if you don't want to do it don't do it in the end he didn't do it and I was kind of like you know but then I remember the next day he was it was it was like watching the struggle I was like no <laughs> not gonna fuck him off around with a big sign for the night being like I'm wearing concealer on my spa do you know? yeah it's like suddenly he turns into this like gay bottom pig yeah it's like you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're a homo oh for fuck's sake can't believe it Uh, but you know what the thing is right and um in terms of like men and makeup obviously it's not like it's really not a thing yet again who god who knows where the future will take us i mean Mm. we could be 15 years from now if not sooner and god men could be going around with a full face that could be the done thing you just really don't know but the thing is i guess if if tom right turned around I was like, oh my God. He was like, Carla, he was like, um, Kylie Jenner just posted on Instagram that she's releasing like Kylie Jenner um, cosmetics, a whole brand for men. And he come and he gets like for his Christmas, he gets the whole, the whole collection. 
So he has the full face of the Kylie Jenner cosmetics. <laughs> like, whatever it says about us or whatever, like, I know if I saw that in a potential partner, that would be, like, a boner killer to me. You know, because... You know okay, I mean? tell me why, tell me why. I, you know what, I think there is something i mean look because i guess makeup stems from well while not maybe historically like seven thousand years ago it was the egyptians you know that were like doing the makeup um, men and women but i think because makeup seems something very sacred to femininity um you know which is also something that we can we can celebrate it's kind of i think this thing hardwired in us be it societal or whatever whereas that kind of it would look like a massive attack on someone's masculinity mm. whether that's right or wrong i'm just saying like that is just the gut feeling that my brain you know shouts out yeah and look i think and this is something what like what does it all boil down to like when it comes to us and looking our best and feeling our best and all that kind of stuff it's confidence so if you start dating a guy and you go, you know, you're finishing up and you pop into the bathroom and you see he has like brow gel, a bit of mascara, a few bits and bobs. And you're like, what's this? And he's like, my makeup. And you're like, you wear makeup? And he's like, yeah. And you're like, oh, I didn't, didn't expect you to wear makeup. You know, <laughs> kinda, you know we were kind of doing things that didn't really make you seem like a makeup wearer there. You kinda, mm -hmm. And he's like, mm, I wear it every day. That's just my makeup. Do you react like, oh my God, you poof? Or do you <laughs> like... I'm like, drag that fag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but are you, or are you just kind of like, okay, fuck. Like he seems pretty like, he, like that to me, I'm like, that's kind of fucking hot. Like, you know what? <laughs> that's kind of hot. The thing is, right. If I am attracted to someone on a certain scale, because above all, there's a certain personality type that really does it for me. So if mm. you have that personality type, there's very little you could do to, to throw me off that scent, you know? Whereas if I'm kind of in an in-between place, mm. then yes, that could be like something that potentially would give me the ick. And while I, while I fully acknowledge to anyone listening that that's not necessarily the, the right way to think, I guess, or, you know, the most loving way to think. I, you know, I can't deny that that is what, like, you know, my brain is screaming. So it could potentially be like a factor where I'm like, mm, you know, maybe not. I don't think that's right. But, you know, here we are. Yeah, I know. But like, here, listen, we all like what we like. There is things that like, I mean, we did a full podcast episode on the ick. And, you know, a football jersey is my fucking calling card. If I see you wearing a football jersey, I'm out. If I see you <laughs> consistently wearing primary color red, she's gone. Like there is things that just trigger something in me. I think the primary school red is is what triggers me because it's like you're a little boy in your red jumper going to PE class. Oh, you see, I'm surprised at the whole red thing. Yeah, I fucking hate red. Oh my god, I hate it. I hate it. Like my dad has a red jumper, and it's cute on him, but that's because he's <laughs> in his sixties, and that's like it's like you know that is what it is. Mm -hmm. Football jersey thing. Um, that's a real um, 
I mean, I won't get into it on this podcast. I know why it is, and it's really offensive of me to think that way. But um, it yeah, is. I'm, how I- I'm into that. Looking forward to hearing that story. Yeah, I'm, you know, and it's it's so fucking wrong of me. But um, like it really is. But uh, you know, there is those kind of things. But I just think that, like, you know yourself. Like, if you were to build the kind of guy that you think you would be ultimately attracted to, they're gonna have, you know some semblance of you know a good body or what you think is a good body probably like you're looking for a nice shoulder good arse like you know things Mm -hmm. like that that's what you're kind of building in your head real aggressive backhand real aggressive backhand (laughs) i like i like shovels for hands i'm fucking into like when guys have huge hands (laughs) like i'm really I, i didn't even know i was into it i get it i do get it i mean i understand the appeal of I'm just like, fuck, you could put like so much into that hand. You know what? One, <laughs> one yeah. of the one of the icks for me, um, I'm not sure if I, I, I submitted it into either Year Guys um, podcast. <laughs> it was, or was it Ick Guys? <laughs> or was it, it was either Ick Guys. I remember doing it for one of them. Um, mm. But I said, or maybe I did it for both. But I said one of them <laughs> anyway was, uh, I said, guys who listen to Lana Del Rey. Because I said that there's only room for, like, if I wanted to be, you know, with a manic depressive, I'd stay at yeah. home. You yeah, know? Exactly. For sure. For sure. You know? for sure. That was my ick. Now, actually, right, something of this, I, I'm not sure if this is something separate to this whole makeup discussion that we're having, whether it's anti-feminist or blah, blah, blah. But I will tell you, when I, when I saw this next thing, right, my initial, my gut response was this is fucking evil and right or wrong right or wrong you know you can check me um <clears throat> but it was when um kim kardashian i saw on twitter so i saw the tweet like a couple of minutes after it was posted when she was releasing this full body coverage foundation and to me when i saw that and i understand things existed like this before like a bronzer and a, and a, a shimmer i guess i'm just pulling terms but when i saw that i was like this seems so fucking evil to me i was like i feel like bad enough that women already have these like just overwhelming pressures but then to extend that to full body coverage i was just like it did not sit right with my soul um, and she says that, um, she, you know, she's been using products like this before, but it got discontinued. And in 2007, she started suffering from psoriasis. So she wanted the full body coverage. And she said, you know, kind of was selling it, I guess, as like, you know, people who have, you know, like skin, I guess you'd call them abnormalities or whatever. And then it was interesting. It was Yomi um, Adagok in the Irish Times. She said that this was like on Kim's behalf, like a naive, it was naive of us to think that this wasn't, I guess, Kim Kardashian's way to usher this into the mainstream, like everyday, like makeup. Like what are your thoughts as someone in the makeup world on this? Because I told you that I I felt my first instinct was like, this seems evil to me. Yeah, like I... Look, to be honest, Kim saw a gap in the market and she fucking went for it, didn't she? I mean, it wasn't even that much of a gap. Sally Hansen has been around for years and it's a body makeup. It's People use it as a self-tan, but it is essentially a body makeup. It is supposed to be matched to your natural skin tone. Um, and they've been people have been, do, people have been doing it forever. And does it make it right? No, but it is something that people will subscribe to. So, you know, look, 
I feel when I look at the Kardashians, I do honestly feel some sympathy for them because that level of scrutiny um, and that kind of level of, you know, what can I be more beautiful at next? Because we're essentially known for our looks. It is really superficial, but like, I mean, they're millionaires and they're living their best life. Well, it looks like they are. But if, a, if you broke it all kind of down, I mean, there's some deep fucking psychoanalysis you could do there. Mm-hmm. The things you would uncover through the fucking roof, like especially so many of their scandals being so public and living through that in the public eye and knowing what people think of you as well is just a bit shit like no matter how much you don't look up tabloids or any of that shit it's going to filter back to you at some point you're going to see some critique some criticism um at one point and i i i feel like look kim suffered with psoriasis and it was something that you know to her she wants to be her most beautiful so she felt to be her most beautiful she needed to wear body makeup and that's what kim wants so fucking let Kim do what she wants to do. And if she wants to sell it and people want to buy it, then by all means. Kardashians had a makeup line before. It's called Chroma Beauty. And it was like, this shit is makeup known to mankind. And it kind of fell into, you know, oblivion. And nobody paid attention because they weren't there yet. They weren't there yet as like a trio of sisters, whatever. You know, you gave them, that was probably back in like 2012, maybe 2011, 2012. I can't even remember when Chroma Beauty launched then they rebranded themselves. They've rebranded themselves so many times. And you have to remember that, again, makeup really had that kick off in like 2014, 2015. That's when things really started to boom. The internet makeup brands, Jeffree Star, all that kind of stuff. I think he launched in 2016. I have a Jeffree Star like, mirror. Oh, there you, like, that's what I mean. But like, y- we gift. all kind of, yeah, which was a gift. You love it. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> FYI, yes. But like, there is this kind of thing that like, I'm just... It, and it all boils down to confidence. And if something makes you confident, and that's what, it, like, that's all that it is. If something makes you feel better about yourself and fucking women want to buy her body makeup and they feel like that's going to fix them or think they think it's an amazing product, then that's their prerogative. Like, it doesn't, it's not so fucking serious all the time. Just let women exist and be fun and just kind of like, is it right that she did it? Who knows? I don't think it's wrong. I don't think it's necessarily like, as you said, evil. I I don't feel that way because I can see why some people would be like, thank God that this has been launched because I just hate the fact I have a burn on my leg. Mm -hmm. Or you know yourself, I'm sure from dating when people are like, I'm just so insecure about my bloody blah. I'm like, okay, first of all, ick, never tell me what you're insecure about. I will never forget that. And it's all I'll concentrate on. It's all I'll concentrate (laughs) on. Never tell me. Until I'm in love with you never tell me what you're insecure about oh my god i will uh, uh, (laughs) it's just not for me problem (laughs) yeah but that's what i mean and like i'm like why am i like this but i am like this so whatever i can i can only speak for myself (laughs) i totally get what you're saying absolutely and i don't ever want it to sound like i'm shitting on women i guess through Mm -hmm. my like not concerns about makeup but i guess my my longing to get that better insight and I I don't think that I mean there's anything necessarily evil about this whatever she calls it a full body foundation or whatever but I think what I think the evil thing is is like what is like comes before that and this is like because I feel like it's very deliberately put out insecurities like I feel like there's powers that be that are that are in operation to deliberately make people feel shit about themselves to make them feel that as is they're not good enough and 
then I think that creates a whole market for things like this. I don't think that this product is evil or Kim Kardashian. I don't think she's necessarily evil. I don't think she's capable of it, you know, but that is what I go back to is this, these, these powers that be or society, whatever, the whole people that people feel like they're, they're not good enough as is, which I mean, is what I feel. And that have, I feel like that and has nothing to do with makeup. But I suppose that's what I'm angry at, not the not the makeup. You know what I mean? The makeup, I'm all for makeup. I think it's a beautiful art form. You know, this is, but you get what I'm saying. I'm angry at the world. Yeah, and look, here, listen, I could talk to you all night and, you know, recently there was a bit of drams around the whole fat phobia and how bad Ireland is and, you know, and that is just, that's society and that's society, like, that's, that's deep ran into us and I find it funny because like especially when I was growing up I was kind of always heavier set in a kind of way that like if my friends were eight I was a 12 or if Mm -hmm. they were like a 10 I was a 14 do you know what I mean it was always that kind of way and now I'm like fully fledged plus size god bless uh, hormonal contraception and we could have a big fucking conversation about how that's a pressure on women too but we'd be here all fucking night um (laughs) And it is this kind of thing. And I, I used to find it funny when I was growing up because I had I had so many like weird like relationships with kind of with blokes where it always kind of got to this head where there was so much fucking tension. And it was like, because I didn't act like a certain like woman or whatever else like that. And I was like, a lot of that comes down to the fact that you're attracted to me, but you feel like you shouldn't be because I'm fat. And that's why it's like this, this battle. I can see it yourself. You're like, why do I want to fuck her? Like, it doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me. I was brought up to think that like, you know, people that are overweight are slobs or lazy or this or that or whatever. And like, you can almost see like the inner battle, like with a lot of people, you know? And it was, it was funny because it would always come out a couple of years later, like, especially at one point I gotten quite slim and it was that was when it was all the whole like you up texts and all that kind of shit and I was like oh you're so fucking funny aren't you uh just to let you know I wouldn't have fucked you when I was fat anyway but um and I'm not gonna <laughs> fuck you when I'm thin so like but it's like and it's this kind of thing and it leads back to this and I think um there are some really interesting conversations where it's like a lot of times when you see especially on like uh like Alison Spittle had it up where there was a guy trolling her and he was like show me your tits and she was literally like oh not gonna do that and he was like right you're a fat bitch do you know and it was like Mm -hmm. oh but I was you know I was okay I was a fucking porn category for you there a minute ago like I was a chubby whatever I was a bbw or I was whatever do you get me I was one of your I was one of your fetishes and then the minute that I reject you it's like that's what you kind of you you dim me down to Mm -hmm. and that's where and in Ireland in particular I feel like the women over here were so harsh on each other because for some reason we think that like it's it's been bred into us that to like have a partner and to have a boyfriend is and a husband is kind of nearly the be all and end all so a lot of women were like competing with themselves, not even knowing that lads don't really give up that much of a fuck and creating this standard. Because when it comes to like, in particular, when it comes to Irish guys versus British guys, the difference in like what a lad will find attractive is through the fucking roof. But I think that's also because 
the one thing that the UK does have is so much more development in their culture and in the way that they see beauty and the way that they kind of do things. And they are the land of extremes. Like you can look at the Liverpool girls and the way that they do everything. And then you can kind of go down to London where it's really refined or, you know, Mm -hmm. all that kind of crack. They have so much culture, you know, even when it comes to race, even when it comes, there's just, there's so much that they're so ahead of us on. And it's funny because I found that even with like lads as well, you'd be like, oh, you're, you're fucking, you're gas, aren't you? Like an actual like slug of a bloke over here thinks he should be dating like fucking Suzanne Jackson. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, I'm like, you actually look like a sick influenza little child. I don't, I don't understand where you're getting this from. Like, I don't get it. Whether it's like what I found always in the UK is that like people were a lot more chilled. They were a lot more kind of like you like lads were just kind of they just seemed a lot more chilled. Cause over here you'd reject a guy and a lot of times they'd be like, oh you're fat anyway. And I'd be like, like, mate, I just don't know what to say to you. Like I just don't know what to say to you. Um whether it's over in the UK, they'd be like, all right, babe, chat to you later. Just mm-hmm. fuck off. It's like it's like you don't have to try and put me down just because I said no to you. I'm so sorry that your ego felt that way, you fucking weirdo. And I mean, that is just, we again, I could talk for hours, but I think it, it, it really does just kind of come down to it. And, and over here in particular, when it comes to makeup, a lot of girls can kind of feel very threatened with how confident you can kind of become or you can make yourself feel. And, I, and it's almost internalized misogyny themselves. And I've seen it also by being like a fat woman at how much kind of people are a little bit like, oh, you think you've a bit about you. You really shouldn't feel that way because you're overweight. And you're like, okay. (laughs) Or I could just continue on existing. I'm so sorry that like society's made you feel this way. And that is like, and I feel sorry for those people because I'm like, you're never going to sit down and have that conversation with yourself as to why you feel that way. I think And it's the same with girls with makeup. I think now that is what you were just talking about there and this internalized struggle with with these Mm -hmm. people, potential partners over. That was deep, I must say. I feel very enlightened from hearing you say that. Mm. Um, So props to you. That is something that really kind of made me think. And I I thought that was fascinating. Um, You're quite the little psychologist. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One thing that I saw or that I thought was hilarious okay was um did you see did you ever sit down and watch what was it called like this is Paris the Paris Hilton documentary yes I saw it yeah yeah I think she says in it that she's talking about glam squads and whatever um and she says that when she's flying from country to country that she'll sleep on the plane she'll lie down and then she'll have her makeup team like swoop over her while she sleeps and do her face so that when she wakes up that is all done and all that and I just thought it was so extra but it kind of made me think as well about not to shit on the Kardashians again too much um because I I'm like everyone else (laughs) it's not that I hate them it's not that I hate them I just think that they're you know thriving um in a in a system that is like you know, really perpetrates a lot of negativity towards people. Don't think that they created it by any means. <clears throat> like actually a quote um, from The Guardian on Kim Kardashian, um, she said, and this was on the Whole Body Foundation, she said, the era of expected 24-hour perfection is truly upon us. 
It is the logical culmination of years of people such as Kardashian plugging the idea that being normal isn't normal. She did not create the system that has led us to this point, but boy, does she contribute to it. And it just kind of made me think of the likes of, we'll say, Kylie and Kim, who obviously, I mean, like Kim just sold, I think last year, like 20% in KKW, which got her like, um, I like bumped it up to like oh, the business being worth like almost like 900 million. And obviously we know Kylie Cosmetics, you know, she's the billion dollar baby. But it just seems like they like sell products to a world that they don't exist in and mm -hmm. that neither of them are leaving the house, you know, without being touched up by a glam squad and probably, you know, not even using their own products in their everyday life. And then selling it on to obviously us, the masses. Like I don't respect that. But men do this to us constantly. Go on. Men do this to us and have been doing it to us forever. And it's just because of how high profile they are and because of how much people subscribe to them that they, like, again, Kardashians, I go in and out of it. Like, they are, look, they do. They totally contribute to this whole, but they're playing the fucking system and well, like, well for them. Oh, I'm like, you know? I, I'm not hating on their anyone's hustle, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's what I mean. And I'm kind of like, when it comes down to it, and a lot of the times, like, I do totally understand why people have such an issue with the Kardashians. Like, I mean, a lot of people can just be like, but it is, there is that, 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 that current of envy and that current of kind of like, you know, this is so wrong and, you know, but there's men fucking doing it all day, every day. They've been doing it. They've been at it, but we just accept it because we're used to it. Whether it's, you know, if the Kardashian family come in, kind of rewrite the script for reality TV, what a celebrity should be like, what a woman should look like, all that kind of crack. And a lot of the times when I see them, and this is just my personal opinion, I mean, a lot of people think that Kylie Jenner looks absolutely incredible. Every time I see her and it's, it's, it's a pap shot or it's a natural shot, I think she looks like a fucking dog's dinner. Like, God bless her. The filler's too much. Like, everything now. And I feel so... I do, honestly, I'm like, oh, God bless you. Because that's what you bought into but then I'm also like she's laughing into her money so I probably shouldn't really feel too sorry for her she's creating a life for herself that apparently she enjoys it looks like she enjoys mm -hmm. but then you do kind of go on you do watch the Kardashians and you see how fucking mental Kendall is and you see how mental a lot of them are and like how many issues they have and like fucking Scott like nearly going crazy in a gaff in Malibu and you're like is it really worth it but then you know you have to find that kind of purpose somewhere else and that's like you know that's Again, a topic probably for another day. And I do see, I do see why people resent them. And I do see why people kind of like feel that way towards them and the way that they built things and the way that, you know, makeup is and all that other kind of crack. But at the end of the day, you don't have to subscribe to it if you don't like it. So stop yeah. getting annoyed mm -hmm. if other people do. I think for Let them do it. And like as a general rule of Tom, be it anyone, be it the Kardashians. Like the Kardashians are vast and they contain multitudes, you know, and they're neither bad nor good, you know, it's a spectrum and, and all that. So I do totally get that, I do. Um, but you know what, talking to you today as the first interview, or not first interview, but the first ever um, guest on the podcast, it's probably been my favorite episode today of doing any podcast. You're just saying that because I'm here right now, <laughs> and I'm not. Oh. And I'm not just lying. I feel like it has been the most informative, 
Um, you have offered me an insight into a world that previously I really had no knowledge about, or, you know, I had no way in the door, I guess. Um, you know, you kind of answered a question for me, I guess, on this whole article that we were talking about is makeup anti-feminist. And you've shown me, I guess, the the power within it, I guess, you know, that is not, you know, like makeup is an anti-women or whatever. Um, I feel like you have been really informative today, Carla. Well, I'm glad that you feel that way. Again, a lot of these things, you know, and that that is that's why I love podcasts because you can find one and you can literally debate it on your head, like while you're on your jog or you're driving, you can debate it back and forth, and that's what's great about it. And I think that, like, again, when it comes to makeup, it's not that serious, um, or it can be really serious. <laughs> it just really depends mm-hmm. on what way you want to take it. Same with podcasts. Like, I mean, it's just. It's my experience from, you know, growing up as a woman. And I think it's I think it's great that you're having this conversation because even though, you know, a lot of guys kind of try and tackle it and, you know, do it in a fucking bad way, they don't really want to have that debate. They don't really want to be, you know, schooled, do they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really want to be taught. Um, but, yeah, thank you for thank you for having me on. It's been enlightening. It's been interesting. I think we are a great team of thinkers and theologians. Thinkers, Mm, (laughs) definitely. You know, you stay up high most evenings and I stay up with my anxiety. So it's really good. Yeah, I feel like this is where Where we belong. (laughs) It's where I I thrive is in my insomnia. (laughs) Um, And obviously people can find you on the Mind Pop... we can find you on the My Popular Podcast now, <laughs> but um, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast that mm-hmm. you co-own and co-host with Jen Hatton. Mm-hmm. I have been on it yeah. twice myself. It is a mm-hmm. great podcast. It is maybe one of the one in five podcasts that are talk show related that I listen to. Um, usually I'm just an audio drama person. Um <laughs> Shock. Really, I am. <laughs> a bit of drama. Um, they can find you on Instagram as Carla K mm-hmm. Artistry. Yep, you can indeed, guys. Um, is there anything else that they should know about you? No. Um, I think the only thing to mention is that if you are new to me and if you're new to, to like possibly the podcast, if you enjoyed this and this is something that you might want to kind of get yourself into uh the unpopular opinion is basically an opinion piece we pick a new topic every week so you can cruise in and then drop out and cruise back in and do whatever it's it's quite easy listening Um, and it's interesting and it's real it's very yeah it's like look it's me and jen just kind of going at it about a lot of things we do a lot of kind of viewer listener opinions all that kind of crack um but it is it is easy listening as far as if i was to categorize it it's not it can it can be deep, but a lot of it can just be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So that's all that I have to say about that. <laughs> it is vast and it contains multitudes. That is- <laughs> <laughs> you can see all of my personalities there. You can watch me contradict myself every week. <laughs> oh, the same. Uh, that is us. Finally, I can say us. That that is it from us on the Mind Poppers <gasps> podcast. Until mm-hmm. next time, you guys stay woke. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 